Meatball, how you doing? This is Linguini. I just listened to part B of your last podcast. Fantastic. The world needs to hear this. CNN and MSNBC. Matto, Matto, a jerk off. I'm in head on CNN. We'll never tell you this. Nor will the rest of the media. All those liberal media bastards who jumped on Trump for everything. What happened to the fact check? Remember they used to play that every day on the media, the liberal media? This guy hasn't done shit. Everything he says is a lie. What a disgrace. People, you better remember the midterm of 2022. Get the damn Democrats out of office. They're going to ruin our country. Thank you. I, I can't. I'm too nuts to say anything else. See you later, meatballs. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. That depends on you, where and when you've decided to listen. This is the Meatballs. You're listening to Meatballs for America's podcast, where everybody gets to say whatever it is they want to say. We're cancel-free culture here on the podcast, and we are free to speak our mind. Uh, You can get in touch with me either through email that's meatballs for America at yahoo.com, all lowercase, and then number four. Or you can reach me by phone at 307 363 2669. Always looking forward to hearing from you. Leave whatever you want there on the gripe line. Things you're happy with, things you're unhappy with, anything you feel like talking about. More than likely, it'll end up here on the podcast and I'll discuss it a little. Uh, I want to go over a little bit with you first what exactly the Meatballs is and what this podcast is all about. Again, you can reach us at 307-363-2669 for voicemails and via email at meatballsforamerica at yahoo.com, all lowercase and the number four. But what I do here is uh, every Wednesday morning, I give you my meatballs because uh, I like to think that... uh, Opinions are a little more like meatballs than assholes. Yo, yo, I'm at the gym. I just got to know. Did you just say opinions is more like meatballs than assholes? What the fuck? Yes, Rocky. I just said opinions are a little more like meatballs than assholes. Let me tell you what I mean by that. See, like a meatball, there are great opinions and there are lousy opinions. And there's everything in between. Like meatballs, a lot of people agree that certain opinions are great, but still a lot of people don't think those very same meatballs are good at all. And sometimes, even though you think you have the greatest perfect meatball around, you find a new better meatball somewhere. So uh, once again, meatballs are like opinions and opinions are like meatballs, not assholes. But my big problem is nobody ever has the time to hear or try anybody else's meatballs anymore. So uh, I'm going to drop you my meatballs of wisdom here every Wednesday morning, and I hope that you use the email or the voicemail to uh, drop some of your meatballs on me, and we could discuss that. You can also find me on Facebook, where I go as Frank Talker, or look for me on Twitter, where my handle is at capital M, capital B, capital S, number four, capital A, and then finish spelling America, at MBS for America on Twitter. Find me there. I'll put polls and questions there that are going to be on the podcast from time to time, and uh, I look for your information there. 
Now, there are times when certain things in life get your meatballs all mashed up. And I got to tell you, my meatballs are mashed right now because of these Democrats. Uh, Joe Biden's having an absolutely atrocious week. His approval rating is down to 33 and uh, 53% disapprove of the job he's doing. Um, COVID numbers are astronomical. Over a million new cases yesterday. I believe 2,900 dead. Um, Inflation is worse than it's ever been since 1982. Uh, America has nobody who trusts, believes, or respects it around the world. I mean, look at the way China and Russia are doing whatever the hell they want. Uh, And North Korea testing missiles, you know, just with complete impunity. Complete impunity, they do these things. They don't even pay any attention to what uh, we have to say. Uh, so what he's doing, because he's failing on everything, because that, well, crime in Democrat cities a mess. We, we already talked about inflation, the supply chains that he sat down with the unions and, and the shippers and had that fixed. Have you been to the supermarket? Half the shelves are empty. Uh, even his own Democratic Party members are coming out and criticizing these last two speeches he's given you because he's just so divisive. Um, he comes out January 6th uh, and he... You know, he tries to divide us over that January 6th riot. And it was just a riot. It was no different than what BLM did all year round. But he constantly, and the news constantly describe it as a violent armed crowd of domestic terrorists in an act of insurrection. Well, there's firearms offenses that are related with armed crowds. Nobody was charged with any firearm offenses. There are Charges that are involved in terrorism and domestic terrorism and whatnot. Nobody's been charged with terrorism. Insurrection has many charges and criminal offenses associated with it, but not a single person was charged with, been arrested for, or is being sought uh, or looked at for insurrection of all the 740 plus arrests. So I ask you, how could have something been a domestic terrorist insurrection when nobody's even been charged with any of those offenses? And it can't be. But uh, the reason why he's getting nuts on that, and then he gave that uh, horrendous divisive speech trying to get your people to back him on this filibuster and his voter rights rules because he's failing so much at everything else, and he's trying to distract you because that is the Democratic playbook. Um, They get you worked up about racism, and they get you worked up uh, about uh, attacks on democracy that don't exist. Their big one now is they're calling the filibuster racist. Uh, Quick tutorial on the filibuster. What the filibuster is is the Senate has 100 senators, 50 from each, I'm sorry, two from each state. Um, And they vote on things to pass legislation. Well, in the House, you just need a simple majority if one person votes. If it's 101 to 100, the 101 get their way. Well, the Senate uh, doesn't work that way. They have what's called a filibuster where you need a supermajority, where three-fifths majority have to vote in favor of something in order for it to pass, Uh, which would be 60. They need 60 votes, and currently there's 50 Democrats and 50 Republicans in the Senate, and just about everything is getting voted on down party lines right now. We have, thankfully, a few, you know, smart Democrats that are stopping this socialist legislation that they try to push that... Thank God Build Back Better's dead. Thank God Manchin and Sienna won't let them bust up this filibuster. Uh, what they want to do is they want to break the filibuster. This way, they can pass anything they want because they currently control the presidency, the House, and the Senate. Um, they want to pass this new voter registration so they never lose control of any of these. They want to centralize everything because it's a lot 
easier to cheat if everything's in one place. It's a lot easier to pad votes in one counting section instead of 50 separate. You got to keep in mind that our forefathers put this country together this way for a reason. Number one, the majority of the power is in the state's hands. That is to protect us against tyranny and the king like we were suffering from under English rule and we fought against. It's also to protect us from tyranny. If we get a, a, an idiot or a monster in office like a Hitler, um, to protect us, he can't tell the whole nation what to do. The states tell their people what to do. But he's trying to bust that up. He wants even to federalize local state elections. He wants to be able to tell states how they run their representative and senator elections, and he wants to control counting them. Well, the Democrats want to. And uh, because uh, Manchin and CNMA, I hope I'm not saying that name wrong, are uh, holding up the filibuster. They're not going to get this through, but they're now calling the filibuster racist. If you've been watching the news at all, you're going to see clips, you have seen clips of Schumer and Biden. They're condemning the racist right and the claim that the Republicans uh, are filibustering all this uh, legislation and they're acting as a threat to a democracy. Now, I'm not going to load you down with clips. You can find the clips of what they're saying today quite easily. I am going to tell you what the Google to uh, find out how they felt about these things a few years ago. Uh, if you would Google Schumer discussing filibustering judges in 2003, you will see him, and I quote, and so yes, we are blocking judges by filibuster. That is part of the hallowed process around here. It was the wisdom of our forefathers saying the Senate is the cooling off dish. Uh, that's what Schumer said in 2003 as he blocked a lot of uh, Republican judge um, appointees using the filibuster. Or you could also Google Schumer calls the USA a banana republic in 2005. Because then you could find Mr. Schumer in 2005 saying they want to make this country into a banana republic where if you don't get your way, you change the rules. Are we going to let them? It will be a doomsday for a democracy if we do. So that's what he said when the Republicans uh, wanted to change the filibuster. Uh, it's amazing how these Democrats, they just keep blaming the Republicans for everything they do. They call Trump a liar. They lie about everything. They call the right racist. They wrote Jim Crow laws, the 94 crime bill, almost all of the racist uh, legislation in history has been Democratic legislation. Um, and uh, how about all those promises, Jim Crow? Jim Crow. <laughs> uh, that was a slip. How about all the promises Joe Biden made while he was running the BLM? He didn't do any of them. He gave them a 180-day exploratory committee that ended, and we've heard nothing about. It's been over about 100 days. Uh, and what was her name? Patricia Collars or whatever, the former leader, one of the founders of BLM. She got a million and a half dollar uh, mansion in Inglewood, California. And that's about all that Joe Biden did for BLM. But uh, back then when the Republicans considered ending the filibuster, you had Joe had this to say, we should make no mistake. This nuclear option is ultimately an example of arrogance of power. It is a fundamental power grab by the majority party. Now, in 2005, that's what our fearless, feckless, abhorrent president Joe Biden had to say as the Republicans considered ending the filibuster. But now today, the filibuster is racist and a threat to our democracy. It's not 
uh, arrogance of power or a fundamental power grab by the majority party, which is his party today suggesting it. Um, so keep your eye on those things. I mean, you can read thousands of articles of Biden and Schumer, who are the biggest proponents of getting rid of this filibuster today and see that they were the biggest opponents of ending the filibuster when it was not in their party's best interest. So uh, that's enough of the spite and vinegar I'm going to give you for today. We're going to get into some phone calls of uh, favorite sports memories. Uh, So let's start with one of them right now. Heavy balls. Two favorite sports memories. First has to be the Pete Rose, Bob Boone catch in the 1980 World Series. It's a phenomenal play. Um, real exciting, especially since it was the Phillies' first World Series that I've witnessed. So awesome memory of Pete Rose just being heads up right there next to Bob Boone making that foul ball catch. And then the second one would have to be the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, um, Stanley Cup uh, finals against Edmonton Oilers. Even though they didn't win the series, there's a great game to start off the series in Philly. Um, Ron Hexall has stood on his head that whole entire playoff. Just that, that playoff series is incredible, unexpected. It's just a bunch of grinders on the flyers, um, working their way all the way to the Stanley Cup and playing one of the best teams in the history of NHL. But they were my two favorite memories. Uh, take it easy, meatballs. Really good ones. Uh, I remember them both well. I mean, that Pete Rose play in the World Series, uh, I believe it was game six, second out of uh, the ninth inning also, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, just most first basemen would have just, you know, been out of there. They would have seen the catcher get under the ball, put his glove up. He'll have it. They would have turned their back, started working, walking back to first base. Not him. He stood there. He paid attention Watched every move, and when the ball popped out, he caught it. I mean, it, it was just Charlie Hustle, uh, and that is stereotypical Pete Rose. Uh, very few players would have made that play. Uh, that Flyer series was another beautiful one. I believe Hextall got the MVP as the goalie for the losing team in that seven-game series. I also believe that's the series uh, he tried to decapitate Chelios with his uh, goalie stick, another great one. But uh, my biggest Flyers memory is uh, as a child uh, when they won in 19 I think it was 74 they won their first one but uh, growing up in my house you had to be in your deathbed not to go to school if you were well enough to say I don't feel good you were healthy enough to go to school Uh, you basically had to be unconscious and soaking in sweat and have to be rushed to the hospital to not go to school growing up in my household. However, when the Flyers won the Stanley Cup, I didn't know what a Flyer was. I didn't know what hockey was. I didn't know what the Stanley Cup was. But my father woke us up for school and said, we're not going to school today. We're going to a parade. And we went to a Flyers victory parade. I was probably about five, six years old. Uh, I seen my first boobies because flashing was huge then and streaking. So I seen that. couple of sets of those. I also smelled for the first time what I didn't know then, but now do know, is marijuana. And uh, I became a big Flyers fan because 
hockey to Flyers in the Stanley Cup got me off school. And they went back and won it again the next year, and we went to another parade. But uh, So Philadelphia Sports Championships and death get you out of school in the meatball household as a child. Uh, I got the broads call coming in. Uh, she's actually going to tell us a little bit about announcers she likes and dislikes. I agree with one, disagree with the other. But here goes that call. Hi, Meatball. It's me, the broad. I just wanted to chime in on my favorite, favorite sportscaster of all time. Uh, the one that brings me back to sitting out back with my father, listening on the radio with our fly swatters, eating watermelon. Good old Harry Callis. There's nobody that can replace him. Listened so many, many years to all our Phillies games. Over the radio with my dad sitting out back really brings back memories. On another note, the worst, worst sports commentator that I just despised and and I apologize, rest in peace, John Madden, but those chalkboards and those, his just, just, I can't even get into it. Um, just despise, despise listening to John Madden over the over the television with his chalkboard over and over, and he was just so two faced. But anyway, my my favorite sportscaster of all time is the great Harry Callis. May he rest in peace. I'm out. Bye. Well, all righty, Broad. Thank you for chiming in. I appreciate your call. I agree 100% with you. Harry Decay was the best. Michael Jack Schmidt. That ball's out of here. I used to love listening to him. I actually like more now listening to uh, baseball games on the radio than watching them on TV, partially because uh, I don't have Comcast, so I don't get all their games. Uh, and I got in the habit of listening on the radio, and I actually listen like listening to baseball on the radio better than watching it. Uh, much, 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 much more entertaining, I believe. But I have to be totally against what you had to say there about John Madden. I thought he was the greatest football announcer of all time. The guy was funny. The guy was entertaining. I loved his chalkboards, his scratching, his circling, his pointing out blood stains, mud stains, rips, tears, uh, the eight-legged turkey on Thanksgiving. I mean, the guy just made football awesome, in my opinion. But, uh, hey, we're all allowed to have our opinions here. That's what uh, Meatballs for America is all about. All right, uh, real quick, what I'm going to get into next now is our PointsBet.com with my guy conversation. It's a quick one. I'm uh, going to discuss discuss a little bit about 1967. I'm going to ask him questions about that. I'm going to do a remember this year every week with him where I'm going to ask him questions and then we'll cover the answers afterwards. Uh, I have to do that because he destroyed me in football this week. Uh, I was hot, but I had a bad week and uh, I got to make sure I beat him in something. Uh, so uh, listen to those questions in there. Also, big announcement with points bet. Dot com points bet. They're giving us a code. If you sign up for points bet on their website, there'll be a box where you could enter your registration code. Enter meatballs. M-E-A-T-B-A-L-L-S. Doesn't matter, lowercase or uh 
uppercase as long as you spell it correct. And you're going to receive a match bet of up to $2,000 for every dollar you put in there on your first deposit. Points bet will match it on a free bet. You can even break that bet up into up to four separate $500 bets. If you put $100 in, you could do four separate $25 bets, I believe. He explains it a little better there. Uh, I believe it could get explained on the site. But uh, without further ado, oh, before that, what I do want to do is uh, because uh, we heard once again, and this year was the Cowboys year. Um, there's a great song. You can Google it at Since 95. I'm going to play a little piece right here, but man, what a great song this is. And then we'll go right into his uh, points bet conversation. Thanks, guys. Listen in. It's all Only the seas of Every year, this team just comes up late. People always say they could win the Super Bowl. We heard the same old crap about Tony Romo. They're the Cowboys, they're always way over. Alrighty, back on the phone is my guy from Points Bet. Uh, you can find it at pointsbet.com online. And we got a big announcement. Uh, Meatballs for America code Meatballs gets you a free bet. Whatever your first deposit is, my guy at Points Bet, you enter the Meatballs code as long as you spell it right. Doesn't matter if we go capital, lowercase, or whatnot. Just spell Meatballs correctly. I hope I don't have to spell it for you. But my guy's going to match your first deposit. You put $10 in there, he's giving you $10. You put $1,000 in there, he's giving you $1,000. You put $2,000 in there, he's matching your $2,000. You can bet that on anything. You win that money, you keep that money. So keep that in mind. PointsBet.com. My guy, thanks for hooking us up with that code. I hope it gets you some business, buddy. Yeah, I'd love to give uh, some of your listeners some free cash to play with. And what it is, if they put $100 and they get a $100 free bet, that $100 free bet, they have to win it. If they win it, it converts to cold cash in their account. If they lose it, they still have their $100. So it's risk-free, but the way to turn it into cash is to pick a winner. That's yeah. what you need to do. <laughs> and you don't have to bet it all on one bet, do you? Can you? Can I do four or $500 bets if I put 2000 uh, in there? Yeah, you could split it up in increments of four. So if you drop in two grand, you can split it up into five hour bets. If you drop in a hundred, you could split that up into four twenty five dollar bets. Cool, cool, cool. That's awesome. Thank you, man. Let's hope. Uh, hopefully, we get some winners. Uh, what you do is you bet opposite what I picked because that my guy and I picked all six playoff games and. I have documented film. I have been on a tear, but I want one and five. And that, uh, Mr. My Guy, uh, you want five and one. 
Uh, I'm just going to go over them real quick. Bengals Raiders plus five and a half. I lost. You won. Uh, 26-19. Bengals won. Pats Bills way off. I didn't respect the Bills. 47-17. The Bills spanked them. I lost. You won. Uh, you had the Eagles plus eight and a half at the Bucks. I had the Eagles winning 73 to two. I was a little bit off. Uh, 31-15 Bucks. Uh, I lose. You win. My only win which I, I think a blind man and a dumb man and a monkey could have picked. Steelers plus 12 and a half at the Chiefs, 42-21. Chiefs won that. We both won that. Niners-Cowboys, we both lost. Uh, Cowboys, the only favor team that did not win. And all the favorite teams, not only won, they covered. Uh, you had the Cards plus four at the Rams, 34-11. to I really like the Ram. I really like the Cards, but... They were as bad as they looked coming down the end of the season. They lost. One and five, five and one. It's going to be tough for me to catch it, my guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then at uh, Bengals at, oh, I'm sorry, starting the next games. I put the line in the wrong place on my notebook, so I started reading ahead. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, you go first because I went first last week and it didn't work out too good for me. You got to have Bengals at Titans Saturday, 430. Titans minus three and a half. I got an over under 47 if you want to play with them too. Well, you know, here's the thing. I mean, last week, my favorite pick of the week, and I have—I know I said this, was Kansas City. I mean, that was almost like stealing money. When you have that good of a team playing a team that squeaked into the playoffs, Pittsburgh did not belong in the playoffs. I said it on your show. Roethlisberger was done. Great quarterback, Hall of Famer. God bless him. Gave us plenty of thrills. But it was obvious he was cooked. And when you can't score against Kansas City, it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Um, Last week, lots of blowouts. Uh, you know, I was pretty much on the right side on every game except for the Cowboys game. Boy, they never fail to disappoint, do they? Holy Dude, shit. they are not. They, no matter how good they are during the season, come to playoffs, they ain't your daddy's Cowboys. They, <laughs> That's true. There's a video going around. I was, I actually, I'm probably going to end up playing it in the rest of the podcast. I should have had it loaded up to play to you. Uh, they play it to Cowboy One at Dead or Alive, but it's Cowboys, Cowboys. They've been average since 95. <laughs> Look, <laughs> dude, they, you talk about Dak like he's the GOAT. Wait, Dak's no Tom Brady because Brady's the GOAT. Dak's a baby sheep. They, they go through all, and it is so good. The word's just so good. And it says, uh, they, it's, uh, they've been average since 95. They're a bad team in disguise. Um, oh yeah, that's uh, great. dude. Uh, it's just so good, and it's to the it, and you, that song's just got a great beat. Uh, who that was Bon Jovi, right? Cowboy. Yeah. One, it yeah, dead, or but the dead or alive is always a rhyming line with a uh, good team in disguise. You've been average since '95. You haven't. Uh, it's great. You got to listen to it. Google it. Uh, but anyway, so we got Bengals at Titans, four thirty Saturday. Titans yeah. minus three and a half. Right. So here's the thing about the second round of the playoffs, even though it's a little bit different this year, hopefully I'll be able to go, you know, four and one or three and one. I think there's four games this weekend coming up. You, you generally have to side with the rested home team. Now, that's an old adage, but it rings true year after year after year. Tennessee sitting around passing the popcorn checking out the game on TV, their players are rested, their players are getting healed, and now they're playing a team that had a rough game last week. I mean, that that Cincinnati Raiders game, that was a that was brutal. Oh, they were, came down, yeah. yeah, came down to the last play, 
Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with what has been working for me year after year in the playoffs. And I'm going to take the Titans, the rested, generally better team. King Henry comes back this week. Thank you very much. I'll roll with the Titans minus the three and a half. I got to agree with you for all the same reasons. I also think this is an over game, though, too. I think I'm going to go over 47. I agree. The game's going to go over because Joe Burrow, uh, uh, Jamar Chase, and the weapons they have on Cincinnati, they're going to score points. Is that Chase kid good? Oh, my gosh. He's unbelievable. Man, where was I got to look at. I'm sure we could have had him, the Eagles. No, he could have had Justin Jefferson. They probably could have had every great receiver in the league <laughs> the year we took a Rager. I think Devontae Smith's going to be okay. Uh, all right. Uh, the next one I got 49ers at Packers, Saturday, 8 15, pack minus six. I think this is a gimme. I take the pack minus the six. Over on this is 47 and a half. Uh, I would go unders on this. But I ain't putting that in my pick. That ain't a pick. I have the over in the other game as a pick. <laughs> well, listen, I have no problem giving your listeners the total and the side. I've looked at this game, and once again, 49ers, brutal game, had to travel to Dallas. They played a late Sunday night game. Now they have to go home to San Francisco, travel back uh, across the country, almost Wisconsin, Green Bay. It's far enough. And they got to play a rested team that's got an MVP at quarterback that is foaming at the mouth to get back to the Super Bowl. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be denied at home. I'll take the pack minus the six and a half. I'll also take the under. The look-ahead forecast to the weather is two degrees at game time. Now, that's two degrees with a wind chill of minus 15 with 20-mile-an-hour wind gusts. That's not going to help any over i don't care what planet you're from when it's cold and windy it doesn't it doesn't help. help well yeah i didn't put that in. I, I didn't count that as a pick <laughs> i said over but i said i don't count that so i get well, you got you got the pack and i agree i'm sorry got, what, what you said you have the packers minus the six and yeah you would uh you're saying it's not good for the over so i guess you're saying under huh I'm, I'm liking the under, too. Yeah, we're really not going to count them unless I can catch it. Then I'm going to count the over-unders. <laughs> but I don't think I can catch it by Super Bowl time. All right, then we got uh, Sunday at uh, 3 o'clock. We got the Rams at the Bucks. Bucks minus 3. Yeah, now see, this is, again, I said this last week uh, with, with Dallas-San Francisco. This, is, to me, is the toughest game of the week. You got... Tampa at home, the GOAT quarterback in. You got Rams put all their chips in the middle. They got OBJ. They went out and got Waddle on waivers. They brought in uh, some other – oh, they brought in the uh, the Beast from Denver when Denver won the Super Bowl, the uh, defensive – Miller, Vaughn Miller. They brought in Vaughn – I mean, their chips are in the middle. I mean, it's Super Bowl bust for a lot of teams, but the Rams are at the top of that list. This game to me is a toss-up really is but of course i have to take the home team and tom brady just because he's the goat and i'll put my money on him and if i lose i lose <laughs> well, there, you, there you go on that uh, i agree all we're agreeing on everything I, I ain't gonna make up any ground on you which means i hope you're not betting a lot of money this week i hope i don't have mush yet uh final game bills at chiefs sunday 6 30 surprisingly the line is only Two Chiefs minus two. 
Everybody, yeah, I, everybody's on the Bills with me. I don't believe the Bills, but they, they made an ass out of me this week. Well, listen, just a caveat to that last game. I like the over in the in the uh, t- in the Tampa Bay Rams. Game. I'll take over the total. I got the over too. That that was actually forty eight and a half. Yeah, it's it just there should be a ton of points in that game. The weather's going to be good, and you know they like to throw it, so we'll we'll take the over in that game. Who goes first on this last game? Because. Yeah, you have no shot at catching me. We're on the same side. Like yeah, you. actually, I was supposed to go first on the last game, but you went first, so I'll go first on the last game. Well, I should go first, then, so you have a chance to go opposite. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'll just pick the game right. opposite you. There you go, just to catch you. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, I'll do that. This is none of your picks are changing my mind. Just- <laughs> well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, believe me, I wouldn't take my picks neither. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to tell you, and this, and this, uh, I'll say it again. I said it last week. To me. This is also the easiest game on the board. Listen, Buffalo played the game of their lives. They clicked on all cylinders. They made the Patriots and Belichick look like a college football team. They peaked. Okay, they just peaked. The Buffalo Bills just peaked. Now they go to go into Kansas City, which arguably is the most difficult venue to win a game outside of maybe Green Bay. Okay, Kansas City, Green Bay. Toughest places to win in the playoffs over the years. I agree. Laying less than a field goal with Mahomes and that offense. You know, Buffalo, I love Jake Allen. I to me, he is the he's the bomb. He's the future. He's the next Rogers, Mahomes, Brady. He's awesome. But he's not going to beat Kansas City this week in KC. All right. Well, I got to take the Bills plus the two just just to catch at least a game up on you. I uh, also like the overs in that game because neither of these two teams are that, that fond of defense. Yeah. Now, I'm actually going to go under only because the total is 55. 50, 55, 56. Like when those numbers get over 52 in the playoffs, it's something to the tune of 70% of the games end up going under. Now, there's going to be 50 points, there might be 53 points. But you still lose if there's 53 points and you bet the over. You need 56, 57 points to cash that ticket. And it's just a little too high for me. So I'll take KC in the under in that last one. All right. So we got them locked in. Uh, I'm going to give you the revisiting 1967. However, we're going to pare the conversation down a little. Uh, we, we drug on uh, a little bit too much last week. So uh, I'm just going to ask you the questions, give you your answers, and you'll find out if you're later. I only got two of these right. So um, I was a little better than you in 86. But uh, this one uh, first, uh, the easy one, the layup. I knew the president. Who was the president, 1967, and the vice president? Uh, JFK. No, JFK got shot in 1963. <laughs> Close. Okay, uh, I suck at this game. Just, you know, I'm the guy that knows football, not who the president was. Well, I got to, I got to beat you in something. It's my show. You're making me look bad in sports. Let me make look smart in this. All right, how's that sound? <laughs> okay. I lost. Okay. okay. Right. 1967. Give me a top movie. So th- I'm just going to sound, I'm going to be really dumb. I'm going to sound like the dumbest person on the East Coast after I get zero of these questions right. The top movie in 1967, uh, Stingray. <laughs> I don't even know if that was a movie. That's not in the top three I've written down. But okay. minimum wage, plus or minus uh, a dime you got to get within. I actually got this right. 35 cents. No, it wasn't that bad. Uh in 1967, the McDonald's Big Mac was introduced. What was the starting price? 
67 cents. <laughs> no. Uh, give me one of the top five TV shows. How bad am I doing? Am I doing okay? You haven't gotten one yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the next one? I'll get, them, I'll get them wrong quick. Give me one of the top five TV shows. 1967. In 1967, leave it to Beaver. Mm, it's not not listed. I'll double check, oh. but as of right now. All right, and then the, the the World Series, Super Bowl, NBA, and Stanley Cup champions. Remember, the 67 uh, Super Bowl champion was the 66 NFL champion. All right, so since the Yankees won 26 titles, I'll say the Yankees in baseball. I'll say the Celtics in basketball because they won a ton of championships. Uh, I'll go Montreal Canadiens for hockey. And then football will say, how about we go with the Eagles? They won sometime around then. It, it was a Super Bowl. Super Bowl oh, champion. Oh, oh, Super Bowl. First Super Bowl was uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Or was it the Green Bay Packers? Shit, I don't remember. <laughs> Your final answer? Uh, I, uh, I'll, I'll go Kansas City Chiefs with the first Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. I tried. I said Green Bay. I whispered to you. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> the questions. Listen in for the answers. Once again, my guy at Points Bet uh, got us that free code. The code is Meatballs. Go to meet. Uh, go up there. Sign up. Set up your account in the code box. Put in Meatballs, all caps, all smalls, any way you want to spell it. Just spell it right. And uh, we're going to match it dollar for dollar for your first $2,000. Uh, so do that. My guy, I appreciate that code. Thank you for coming on. I look forward to talking to you next week. Uh, hopefully I can make up that one game on you. Uh, and, uh, I'm going to, I beat you in this cause I got two, right? You got zero. <laughs> well, I should get a half, a, a half a point for vacillating back and forth between Green Bay and Kansas, Kansas City. City. Well, <laughs> considering Kansas City played the second, they, they were in the second Super Bowl and lost. <laughs> Listen, it's like what we say in golf. And NBA to Sixers. That was Will Chamberlain's first championship. Uh, <laughs> I thought you'd get that. I don't follow basketball to save my life, though. When you suck at something, like I play a lot of golf, we say, just suck fast. Hurry up, we know you think <laughs> So hopefully I got all 10 right pretty quickly for you. All right, Paul. <laughs> all right, my man. Dude, I will talk to you later. Thanks for coming in, man. Thanks for uh, calling. Have a good day. Right, later. Stay safe. So that was our conversation with PointsBet, my guy at PointsBet.com. Don't forget, sign up at PointsBet.com. Enter the meatball code in the registration code box and receive up to a $2,000 matched free bet. Can't beat that. Uh, going back over the years, we revisited 1967. Uh, the minimum wage in 1967 was $1.40. The top three movies were The Graduate, The Dirty Dozen, and Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, the McDonald's Big Mac was introduced in 1967. It was 45 cents when it first came out. Uh, the most popular TV shows in 1967 were The Andy Griffith Show, The Lucy Show, Gomer Pyle, Gunsmoke, and Family Affair. Our baseball champions were the St. Louis Cardinals. The Super Bowl champions were the Packers. The NBA championship went to the 76ers and Wilt Chamberlain. That was one of the greatest teams of all time, that 1967 Sixers team. Uh, the Stanley Cup was run by the Maple One run. The Stanley Cup was won by the Maple Leafs. Our president was LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, and the vice president was Hubert Humphrey. Uh, I knew LBJ. I knew the Sixers won. I knew the Packers won. Did not know the Cardinals. Did not know the Maple Leafs. 
Uh, I was pretty sure of the Lucy show and Gomer Pyle in there. And I knew The Graduate was a big movie uh, in 1967, only because uh, I liked the movie. The song Mrs. Robinson and uh, the whole storyline. I've seen it a couple of times. But uh, they were our revisit 1967 questions. I'm going to wrap you up with a couple of phone calls after this. Uh, my what do you call it? Trawler is back. The one trick pony. He's still talking about doing my girlfriend. I guess that makes him happy. So uh, we'll let Wiz without brain speak. Uh, then I have a couple of more uh, sports memories to wrap it up. But other than that, the meatball has turned off his microphone. Thanks for listening in. Get in touch. Leave me your opinions, your messages, your thoughts. Till next week. Take care. Meatball out. Hey, Meatballs, it's your old friend Wiz Without. Just calling to say, brother, I love your show. You got politics. You got humor. You got your sports gaming guy. You touch on current events. And speaking of current events, guess what I'm currently doing? That's right, banging your girlfriend. Oh, have a good show, jerk off. Old school sports memories. 1950, Phillies clinched the pennant. 1974, the Flyers go to the Stanley Cup. And 1960, the Eagles beat Green Bay for a championship. This is Madeline Weenie. Over and out. Cowboy